Welcome to the final episode of 100 Days in Mexico. I'm Melanie, and this has been an incredible journey. I'm so thankful to you for listening or reading along with me as I discovered things about myself that I had no idea lived inside of me. The entire journey is still going. I will continue to publish podcasts and blogs. I hope that you've enjoyed being a part of my journey, and I can't thank you enough for being a listener. I hope you enjoy this final episode. Episode 47. I hoped it would end differently. Present day. Some waves you will never forget. I stood up on a surfboard for the first time when I was a teenager, when my family took a vacation to California. My brothers and I rented huge foam surfboards and spent a brutal four hours getting smashed in the whitewash. It was one of the most fun days I've ever had surfing. The first time I rode a wave in the unbroken face was during winter break of my first year of graduate school. I didn't turn, but just went straight. I'll never forget that feeling. I paddled back out to a few of the older guys on longboards. I told them after the wave, I finally knew the meaning of the word stoked. And I was right. I did. The first day I surfed Zikatella was a pockle. I caught two waves, and on the second, I saw the lip pitching over me, and for a brief second was in the barrel before it closed out on me. As they say in Spanish, me comio la ola, or the wave ate me. I felt like I had won a battle. My first wave at sunset, or the 10-foot Hawaiian barrel that broke my surfboard, or the wave I caught at Waimea Bay the week before I left Hawaii. All of them, waves that have given me so much joy, I cannot rate them in any sort of hierarchy. And I have photos from none of them. I thought this story would be different. I had this idea in my head of peering out of a barrel, the feeling the same thing I felt when I looked into those blue eyes on my wedding day. And it happened last week, just like I planned. My hand in the face of the wave, perfect tunnel vision, his deep eyes locked on mine, the purest of love, the highest of highs. Then the ride ended. That's all it had for me. As soon as the ecstasy started, it was over. I thought the story would be different. I thought I would be different. It doesn't get better. Or it does and it doesn't. Life is just life. It's made up of a million trillion little moments of looking out of barrels, of hearts connecting at an atomic level, and of flat tires on the freeway and washing vomit from my face. Life is the waiting between the waves. It's the giving up of control at the inky, cold bottom. It's the thrill of the risk and the willingness to fail. Life is a ride, but it's also standing still, breaking down, starting back up again, again, and again. QED stands for Quod Erit Demonstratinum. 
It's Latin and means that which was to be demonstrated. Stating it with a flourish is one of the greatest feelings a mathematician can have, indicating the completeness of her proof. At the bottom of the page, she writes in big, bold letters, Q-E-D. It feels so good when you know you've nailed it. That thing you've been agonizing over, trying to solve, and you've just hit a breakthrough. Some missing piece fell into place and the whole thing jumped out at you. And all of its beauty and bam, you scribbled down the last line. Then with a singular glow of satisfaction, you write Q-E-D. I fell in love with math at a time in my life when I was searching for big answers. It seemed the lessons from Sunday school no longer fit my broadening experience of the world, and I knew intuitively that I wasn't being told the whole story. The study of mathematics opened my mind to seeing the world through a wider lens. The more math I studied, the bigger the problems became and the more abstract were their answers. Eventually, my study became interested in just two questions. Does a solution exist? And if it does... Is that solution unique, or could there be infinitely many answers? Sometimes you could actually prove there was no answer. Sometimes you could prove that there were an infinite number of correct solutions to the same problem. And sometimes you could prove that every possible solution was correct. And the answer is anything, everything, nothing. Q-E-D. Somewhere in more recent mathematical history, the the notation for QED morphed into a small box that you would draw at the end of the page and shade in. But it meant the same thing. Solved it. Bam. I'm searching for my box. I want to put a a bow on this whole saga and close it up for you in a neat package. I want to find some truth. This is the part where I'm supposed to convince you, the reader, that I've arrived somewhere, right? Or maybe my urge to end this with some great moral teaching, like the final line in an Aesop's fable, is because I need to convince myself more than anyone that something redemptive happened to me. I'd love to draw the silver thread of truth through the last 99,911 words. And then I lived happily ever after. And I am happy, yes, but I'm still living. I doubt there really is such a thing as happily ever after. Maybe ever after is now, here, right now, where I'm writing this, back in Puerto Escondido. And yes, it is actually 100% true that right now my heart feels so open and happy that it might explode. And at the same time, I have the same problems I had when I arrived a year and a half ago just updated versions. I found myself looking at data entry jobs last week as if I had learned nothing about the virtue of following my heart without fear of financial ruin. I've been struggling with my health for the last three months, having more days feeling run down than feeling good. I know it's because I'm overtraining. This time, it's 95% about surfing better and only 5% about looking better but I'm still trying to be seen. I no longer care how much about how good my body looks in photos. Now I care about how good my surfing looks in photos. It's the same thing in a new package. The voice continues to tell me I'm not enough, not yet. And I continue to learn how to discern the voice from my body.
the body also has a manner of speaking, and I'm just beginning to hear it. I emerged from the water crying a few days ago. Some things never change. Though I'd caught three waves in one session, all bigger than any single wave I had caught just two years ago, the voice still told me I was the biggest idiot in the water for taking three really heavy wipeouts, and I believed the voice long enough to let it ruin my morning. I am still trying to control the body, now through athletic performance in an extreme sport. It's like I haven't figured out that my body is good, that it is in fact good enough. I haven't figured out that I am good enough, that I am big enough, strong enough, woman enough, pretty enough, smart enough, 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 enough of this freaking voice that bellows on and on, telling me to perform, to grow your following, to make the world a better place. Enough. I've had enough. I've had enough cookies and enough men and enough awards and enough photos. Enough is enough. When do I get to feel full? And I'm still trying to get somewhere else. Perhaps the moral of the story is that there is no somewhere else to get to. Not only that, but there is no trying to get there. There is no destination, nor is there a journey. There is just the moment-to-moment experience of doing each day in the way that seems best to me. When I look back on the Melanie who told her doctor to chop her boobs off, or the Melanie who learned to vomit in silence, or the Melanie who asked her husband to hit her, I see a terrified girl. Today, that girl is a little older, a little wiser, a little healthier, a little more enlightened. A girl with some of the same old fears and some new ones. And when I sit down in another two years, perhaps in some other country, I'm hoping to see that same girl, once again a little older, a little wiser, a little healthier, and a little more enlightened, with some of the same old fears, and hopefully some new ones. And then, Melanie kept living, happily ever present. Thank you so much for listening. It means the world to me that you have listened to 47 episodes, almost 100,000 words of me pouring my heart out. This project has been the most amazing creative outlet for me, and I appreciate so much that you have followed me through the entire thing. If you're interested, I will continue to podcast and blog. You can read my blog at 100daysinmexico.com. I hope that you will stay in touch. Thank you so much. Aloha.